0: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the only Welcome to the Movie Podcast. Presented by RMJ Media.
1: Happy spooky season, kiddies. Welcome back to the Movie Pit Podcast, where we're stirring up a cauldron of cinematic horrors just for you. I'm your ghost host, Ryan, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this macabre journey into the world of Halloween and the demonic delights of Night of the Demons 2. As always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Seth. Howdy, you spooky y'alls. And together, we're getting ready to discuss this Crazy ass fucking movie, but before we go down that route, what we've been watching, what we want to see, what we don't want to see.
2: Um, I watched The Dark and the Wicked. So did I. Our it, silence is kind of an interesting... It, I liked it. it.
1: It just had such a buildup for me. Mm. Everything that people were fucking talking about. Just my expectations were a lot higher. It was a good movie, though. It was a decent flick,
2: but and it I, doesn't touch Hereditary. No, it's no, it's. Seeing this one, <clears throat> it was nowhere near Hereditary. Not at all. Um, I mean, in the sense of greatness, uh, but uh, let me think. The ending was awful, and <laughs> I wanted so much more there the build-up was so it, build up was I so will great. say this, it's a depressing fucking movie. Um e- Okay. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. It was a lot of pain over and over and over oh, again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the build up the build up was so good though for it. I mean, you were there was so it was just leading up to so much and you're like, okay and the special effects were good the hauntings were good the stories were good about how you know reading the mom's diary that was all yeah. tight i mean the the movie was was a good movie i enjoyed I it i will say it
1: had better pacing than hereditary um hereditary can kind of be slow and draggy where this one actually just kind of like seemed to move forward pretty damn steadily
2: yeah and then, yeah, exactly. The, the buildup, you know, but then the climax was just yeah. so uneventful. Um, and let's see here. I watched new episodes of Futurama.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> the, like the brand new ones.
2: Mm-hmm. How are they? I like them.
0: Okay.
2: Um, they're, were a couple of things that I noticed that I questioned. Um, but I'm like, whatever. I don't, I can look past that. Just things that I didn't think that they would go into a realm. And maybe, maybe I'm thinking too much about it, but it just felt like there was a little bit of a, <clears throat> I, can, I don't know. Um, but it was, I enjoy them. I'm going to keep, I probably watch them over and over again. Okay. Just to kind of get a little bit more. Familiar.
1: <clears throat> now, is it like being done weekly or is it all out there and you can just binge through it? Um, I think there's only f- four
2: episodes available right okay. now. I think. Okay. Uh, or maybe that's all I've seen so far. I didn't, I don't, I don't know. I guess I could Google it real quick, but I know there's four for sure. Okay. But when one of the episodes, they're like, there should only ever be 10 episodes. Per season, any more or any less is unhealthy for the viewer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the humor's in it is great. You know what I mean? It's the same. Yeah. You know, it's it's all the boys and they're super. You know, oh, we're back, and it's it's cool. I, yeah, I love huge drama, and I'll never not.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
2: And then, other than that, there was this. I've been learning a little bit about just other religions and cultures lately, and I think there's a film, I don't know who produced it, but it's called Canterri, and I think it might be a Bollywood film.
1: Sounds familiar.
2: <clears throat> but the the gentlemen that were discussing some of the topics said that it was super controversial in regards to how, some of the, how they depict <clears throat> some of... Um, the characters ran it and shit, and it okay. intrigued me, so, <clears throat> I haven't read any more about it than just what the, that conversation was about. Okay, fair. And that's it, that's, uh, I wanna see, ooh, I do wanna see Let Me In, is that what it's called? The one with the hand, and they take him oh, to the, uh, Talk To Me? Talk To Me, yeah. yeah, I wanna see Talk To Me, and, um, that one that you you've mentioned a couple times, not it's not called snakes, is it? It's called uh, slither, slither. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Great fucking flick.
1: <laughs> um. So obviously, I watched the Dark and the Wicked. Um. I finally tracked down the other one I was talking about. Uh, got subtitles for it, Veronica. I just have not sat down to actually watch it yet. Okay. Uh, did go see the new Saw film. Well worth the fucking hype. Great fucking movie. You loved it? Yeah. If you're a Saw fan, you will love this movie. Definitely, probably, it's up there in my favorites of the Saw franchise.
2: Um, what would you compare it to in regards to something that you like that much? Terminator 2?
1: I was actually going to say the Halloween 2018. Uh, okay. I don't know if I've seen that one yet. Yeah, we did it last year. Yeah, I- it was the Halloween <laughs> Halloween. It was
2: before Halloween Kills. Uh, I think I I liked 2018. I think. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while, and a lot of things have happened since then. Yeah. And I don't ever fucking research because I'm a dick. <laughs> but
1: um, but I rank it there because hollow that version of Halloween could have been extremely hit or miss the fact that they're making a direct sequel to the 78 original. And this is pretty much a sequel to the first movie because this takes place between saw one and two. Okay. And I think they hit a home run. I, yeah, I think they did a phenomenal fucking job. I haven't looked at reviews. Haven't looked at box office numbers. I'll do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But, I think this is going to be one of the most successful Saw movies. Did you see in the theaters? Um, How was the audience? (sighs) Mixed. You had a lot of OG fucking Saw fans, (laughs) but you had a lot of people just jumping back into it, guns, and they were bitching about the entire fucking movie. I'm like, what the hell do you fucking expect?
0: You're gonna go see a saw
1: film. Yeah. You should know what you're getting into. Like it was over the top. My complaint was the amount of gore in the movie. I'm like, it's saw. Yes, it's gonna be a little fucking gory. And I and it's actually not as gory as some of the other fucking films. Mm. This actually goes back more to like the first and the second movie where there's yes, it's there, but the majority of it's implied, where you don't actually see a huge chunk of it. If that makes sense, okay. But decent flick. I highly recommend people going out, uh, giving it a giving it a look see. Uh, aside, I really haven't been watching a lot of movies. I went on a nostalgic kick, been watching Twenty One Jump Street, the television show. Yeah. Uh i grew up fucking watching i forgot how much i loved that fucking show and because for those of you who don't know uh 21 jump street was a tv show that starred johnny depp like literally within a couple years of doing nightmare on elm street Mm. so he is so fucking young looking (laughs) and that's kind of the gimmick of the show because they're all cops that are look young so they can't be on the streets because they're a danger and all this crap. So they throw them into high school. and The new generation, don't talk to me about that goddamn movie. The show has nothing to do with that goddamn movie. The movie is so fucking ridiculous. (laughs) This is hardcore fucking drama. It's not Mm. funny. Granted, there's funny scenes, but it's a straight-up fucking drama that... You, like a soap opera? Kind of. Okay. Kind of like a teenage soap opera. A uh, great fucking show. Uh, so I'm going to bomb through those five seasons, and then when I get through those, I'll start watching something else, but I, I just want to bomb through it.
2: I need you to hold me accountable to watch Twin Peaks. Okay. Because I OG or the new one. The original. I think you'll like it. I've heard it's it's, it's sci fi, right? Yeah. It's David Lynch. Is it Lynch? Head. Twin yeah. Twin Peaks?
0: Yeah.
2: I didn't know it was Lynch. Truth yeah. be told, yeah. Yep. <laughs> huh. I think you'll like it. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things and I just wanna wanna give it a shot and I always forget, but just text me or something, just be like, hey, fucker watch Swim Peaks. And I'm like,
1: oh, okay, I gotta do that shit. And then, <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. Uh, <clears throat> haven't really seen any new trailers per se. Um next week I do know that they're re releasing for the thirtieth anniversary, Hocus Pocus in theaters. Mm. So I saw it thirty years ago in the theater, so I'm gonna go see it again. Oh yeah, you have to. I'll probably see it. We talked about it. October 25th, they're doing a screening of 78's Halloween, and if I know you haven't, you need to see that on the big screen. Oh, it is fucking a thousand percent fucking amazing on the big
2: screen. I'm gonna. The thing is, I'm gonna be laughing so much while I'm watching it, (laughs) just because I love that movie so much. Yeah. And. Because of how my brain works, just the fact that he drives around, you know. I mean, I've talked about it, but just oh yeah, that movie makes me laugh. I love it. It's beautiful. It's, see, it's my amazing, ish, but- Like I
1: normally have people staring at me in the movie theater because I'm reciting the entire fucking movie yeah. every time I see it in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, there re uh, there's a Back to the Future is being re released in theaters okay. in the coming month. November 1st, Terrifier 2's coming back to theaters. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> that one's going to be interesting. There's a lot of flicks coming back to the theaters in the next they're making one a, to two months.
2: I heard they're making a sequel to the one I was just talking about. The fucking... Not Let Me In. The, talk to Me. Uh, talk to Me. Yeah, I think they're making a sequel mm-hmm. to that. I think it was what I heard.
1: Oh, yeah. they like That movie did Gangbusters. And... If memory serves, I want to say it's an A24 film. I think they bought it when they saw it at a film festival. So A24 is the one that's bringing that to you. Um,
2: that's the dream, huh? Is fucking playing a film at the film festival, and then somebody dope like A24 swooping
1: it up, dude. Yeah, you? that'd be amazing. Especially if that's what you were shooting for. Oh, absolutely. Um, and like I said, I really haven't seen anything brand new. Um in the vein of what we've been doing the last few weeks, it being Halloween. Mm. Let's <clears throat> start the spooky season off right and let's last week we had Danny Tanner is not gay. Okay. Let's get a gang of fucking serial killers doing their version of a Backstreet Boys song. For those of you who can't see this, this is the Merkins Slash Street Boys. People, this is ghost face right now. <laughs> Ghostface and I'll kill you that way When you die, you
0: ain't nothing but a dream stay. When you die, you ain't nothing like a crystal lay. Tell me why it is nothing but a
1: It just doesn't feel right seeing Freddie Krueger playing a guitar. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. You guys actually got decent voices <laughs> they're not bad yeah <clears throat> well that's not sad i should say Yeah, so um, if you enjoyed that, definitely subscribe to the Merkins on YouTube. They got a shit ton of fucking videos, and they're all in that fucking vein. It's like, they're fucking amazing. I think they uh, tour, don't they? No, I think they do live shows. Yeah? Yeah. Um, well, let's take a listen to the trailer for Now the Demons Too, and we'll get into talking about it. Six years have passed since the Halloween horrors at Hull House, where Angela vanished. Angela's sister Melissa is now at St. Rita's Academy a Catholic boarding school. She has nightmares about Angela almost on a nightly basis. School bully Shirley plans a Halloween party at Hull House. As a prank, they fake a ritualistic sacrifice and Mouse learns about it from a stolen demonic ritual book. Mouse, Rick, and Friends trick others into going to Whole House, awakening a demonic Angela. Angela possesses and murders Mouses, friends one by one. The lipstick they take from the house becomes a malevolent force. Sister Gloria, Johnny, B- Bibi, Father Bob, and Perry return to save Melissa from Angela. They battle the possessed and use holy water to kill the demons. Sister Gloria sacrifices herself to save Melissa. Melissa defeats Angela with a cleaver, moving involving sunlight and holy water. Back at school, the nightmare seems over, but the demonic lipstick resurfaces and credits roll. Um, So, this was quite a few years after the original. What did you think of this on your first viewing of it? I thought it was... It was it was great. I I think that <clears throat> to live,
2: I feel like it's doing a good job of living on the uh, night of the demons kind of tradition of yeah. like the vibe and the feel of it. Um, I imagine they're gonna the way that the demons look, the way that the main one, Angela. Mm-hmm. I imagine she's probably gonna be that's now the face of night of the demons. That's kind of what it felt yeah. like to me.
1: They it, they definitely coined that got into their look in this one. Mm-hmm. Like you can see a little bit of it in the original, but they just go balls to the wall in this one.
2: Yeah. They probably had a bigger budget. I mean, it was, what'd you say? 93, yeah, 92, 93. 90, all right. Um, they, I mean, I wish I had seen this in the nineties. I would have loved it.
1: I'll, I can say this. I actually saw this film before I saw the original. Oh, that's right. This was one of those movies that, because we had the big fucking satellite dish that got every fucking channel. <laughs> yeah,
2: of course.
1: Wake up at 4.30 in the fucking morning. Everyone is in fucking bed, and I'm just flipping through the channels, and this happens, I come on. And you saw the beginning of this movie. If you're 10 years old, within the first five minutes of a movie, you get full frontal, Yeah, I'm gonna stick around to see check out the rest of this movie.
2: (laughs) I stand by my statement. Like I said, I wish I saw this shit in the fucking nineties. I would have loved and I would have shown all my friends like, guys, you have to see this. You have to fucking did you know horror movies had so much nudity in them, dude? I had no idea. It's like this treasure trove of just like nudity. You know, at that at that young age would have been wonderful to tap into.
1: (laughs) And at the time that I saw this. I was already going to Catholic school. Okay. So, the everything with this movie just drew me fucking in because it was slamming on Catholic parochial schools and shit. And, okay, not slamming. No, it was just being all campy about them. You know what
2: I mean? That's what it really was. But... And just stereotypical and over the top. And I mean, in the end, the nun, come on fucking numbo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She was. Yeah. I mean, again, like I said, it was campy. It was, it was hokey and campy and cheesy. It reminded me of like a naked gun film, almost in certain aspects or like, um, yeah. What were the Rambo hotshots?
1: Hotshots. Yeah. Um, and, it just can't be like that it's very campy mm-hmm. and um, the film the guy that directed this film his follow-up film was Leprechaun 3 is that the good one of the good ones amazing amazing it's the one in Vegas okay and what I love about it is father Bob makes a cameo in Leprechaun 3 the same father Bob that's <laughs> yeah. in this
2: I thought he was dead That's
1: It's just a character. He shows Um, up.
2: Same universe then, maybe?
1: And also the girl that um, plays the fucking... The girl that uh, hosts the Halloween party in this one. Mm -hmm. She's also in uh, Leprechaun 3.
0: Well, It's it's Um, in
1: Vegas. You'll see everybody. (laughs) Now, you mentioned it. Um, Normally we save this to the end, but since you breached the topic... What do you think this movie was made for?
2: I was thinking about that one. We were watching it. and 93... <clears throat> now, keep in mind, I just read last night on Unknown that they gave for Fire in the Sky, wasn't it like $14.5 mm-hmm. For Fire Something in the Sky. Like and this, around the same time um, yeah. that this was made. And that was... I mean, simple, but there was a lot to it. And this was a lot of makeup, a lot of there was a lot of gore. Mm. Um, it looked like Stop Go animation. I, there I was think. some. And then um, a lot of squish, a lot of squirm. Um, the music was pretty banging. I liked the soundtrack in it. Yeah. Uh, the actors, they all were familiar to me from 90s, you know, TV shows and stuff like that. For the most part, I'm like, I felt like through the whole movie, I was like, "Who the fuck is that kid? Who's that kid? I know that kid, and, but I can't put my finger in it." But um, I would say this was made for—I don't know, man. I'm gonna say it's. I'm gonna
1: say ten. That's a that's a really nice guesstimate. The movie was shot for one point two. One point two. One point two million dollars.
2: See, and that, and I knew I overshot with. So where the hell did all that money go for fire? But <laughs> <laughs> probably said to rent out national Casting. parks and
1: shit. Yeah, because fucking Robert Patrick was riding hard off fucking T two. Yeah, <clears throat> and like like Petersburg <clears throat> was in that. He was hot on fucking Chicago Hope at the time. So, a lot of that money went to the fucking casting.
2: Right. Um, and also, when you film in a national park, don't you have to pay for it?
1: Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, like, exorbitant amounts of money to fucking shoot in fucking nation, not national parks. Um, no, the blonde. Her name. Uh, From Brady Bunch? Yeah, she eventually played Marcia and Brady Bunch. Um I remember watching her on fucking Hey Dude on Nickelodeon. Correct. And I, yeah, no, I was um, super horny for that chick. Do you know who she's married to? Um, How this fucker nailed her, I never fucking know. But um, My guess is
2: going to be if you put it that way... I almost said Dustin Diamond, but he's dead now. Yeah,
1: her husband's
2: very much alive. Is it in that realm? Mm,
1: no. Tell me, Ben Stiller. Huh? They met on dodgeball. That
2: she? Yes, that would make sense. Huh? He's way older than she is, isn't he?
1: Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> well. Mm.
1: I guess we could Google it. Cause I just feel like, dude, she's I honestly don't know. I know how old she is. Um she's 40 late 40s.
2: Ben Teller's gotta be in his fifties then, dude.
1: Oh easy. Um uh, but I just remember the first time seeing this movie. He's fifty seven. He's fifty seven? He was born in seventy five. Okay. So she's
2: probably... Or no, he was born in 65, my bad. He's been acting since 75.
1: Then I would say she's he, probably f- 50. He's been acting since he was 10? Yeah, he was a child actor. <clears throat> well, I mean,
2: his dad was Jerry Stiller, and he was a fucking amazing actor, comedian,
1: fucker. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. <clears throat> well, both his parents were fucking amazing actors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just remember seeing, like... The first scene you have, she's sitting there in a fucking bra, and like I said, I remember seeing her on fucking Hey Dude. I'm like, (laughs) whoa. This is interesting. Finally, I've (laughs) been wanting
2: to see this since uh, Hey Dude.
1: (laughs) And surprisingly, she, today, she still looks fucking good. Almost identical to how she looks in this movie. Now, granted, in this movie, she still got a little bit of her baby fat, um, which isn't a bad thing. Um, she's definitely leaned out over the years, but Hey, dude, was on Nickelodeon, right? Yep, I mean, she was shot down in Tucson.
2: She sold her soul, and now that's what she looks. Because you're 100 percent correct. I mean, when I saw her, and I was like, "Oh my god, she looks fucking just." And then again, dodgeball, identical. Fuck, it yep. looks exactly the same. Same she did in any of that. She. Ages so gracefully.
1: Yes. Um, Now, granted, this is uh, six years after the events of the first film. Um, And granted, Angela's dead. You can definitely tell that Amelia Kincaid aged between the two flicks. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: You can definitely tell she aged. Um, Oh, wait.
2: I just thought that was her without makeup. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she's definitely aged. Oh, uh, she's aged. Like, yeah. yeah. Quite a bit.
1: Um. That
2: was her. Uh, she, that was her. She was the main demon, right? Yeah. Angela. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um it's the same actress that played her in the first movie. Well, she
2: was older already in the fucking one in the yeah. 80s, right? Remember? Yeah. <laughs> she had a play cuz we had this conversation you're like, "Dude, did she look like she was supposed to play a fucking high school?" <laughs> no. Yeah. No, bro, not at all. Yeah. And in and and this, the cool thing is when you're a demon, it doesn't matter. People just expect you look ancient anyway, so
1: she just fit right the fuck in. What did you think about them retconning uh, the idea of her having a sister?
2: Yeah, I I was like, "So that's the link, right? That's that's or I don't not the link. Cause it was, she didn't really do well. They wanted her, right? The Angela wanted to kill her to sacrifice her or whatever. Um, but was it because it's her sister or was it because she's a virgin or both?
1: I think both. Okay. They never really explain it. That's one thing with this movie. It's 100% camp. And I'm, it's not supposed
2: to make sense because it's campy. Yeah. And that's kind and of the point cool of the camp. With that. Okay.
1: There's just a lot of questions that are left unanswered. Mm. <laughs> a lot of questions. And this movie does introduce a lot of fucking characters very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. But they also eliminate a bunch of fucking characters very, very quickly.
2: <laughs> like we've said before in the past, they're just meat bags. Oh, right. It's just, yeah. it's, it's this is, you are a squish later on, and you're going to talk and have a couple of lines and take your clothes off, but for, you're super dead. <laughs> like straight from the job,
1: you, There's no questions about it. I, my personal favorite one. I love when Rick gets his hand mangled by the titties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That was crazy because <laughs> it was the two hands that came out, right? Yeah. At, you,
1: yeah, her tits literally reach out and grab the hand, <laughs> and he's just like ah,
2: <clears throat> and then they just go back right into her body, <laughs> yep. like nothing happened. Man, imagine if that was a real like safety mechanism for women. <laughs> have these demon hands come out of your tits and just fucking burn this dude's dick off, or whatever the case may be.
1: That'd be one. like having teeth in the pussy. Oh
2: man, <laughs> <laughs> teeth. We'll have to do that one eventually.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> That's why uh-huh. I brought that up. Um, yeah. That what was well. your favorite kill in this movie?
2: I liked, um, he wasn't officially dead, but I liked when the dude's head got cut off and then he just used it as a basketball.
1: <laughs> Kingsnake? snake, yeah. Kings- or, or inchworm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, that, my one pet peeve with this movie has always been this. Before he gets his head cut off, before he's ever fucking a demon, you see him as a demon. His head, he was the head in the, to- the toilet.
2: Maybe the demons are so powerful they were just foreshadowing that. You That's know. my one
1: pet peeve, like in e- like the in everyone in the first movie. You only saw. Somebody as a demon once they've been killed. This dude was very much alive, and he he doesn't see it, but she sees. I know it was an illusion.
2: The- it was it, the demons were freaking her out because she would recognize him, and she would think that he was a demon, maybe right? They were just playing. It was a game. They're playing tricks. Because I mean, Knight of the Demons does the same fucking shit. <coughs> or, I mean, Demon Knight does it too. I mean, they oh yeah, they use characters that are oh, familiar to them. Demon that's another one that's coming back to theaters. Oh, fucking get out of my ass, for real? It's coming to oh, theaters. We're, we're seeing that one for sure. Yeah. Yes, dude, that intro is going to be so tight. Yeah. And Billy Zane, yeah,
1: yeah dude. I'm fucking pumped. Yeah, I'll, pumped. I'll, I'll uh, we're find going the dance, and I'll let you know.
2: Uh, uh, hey, fuck it, let's Google it right now so listeners who want to know, because I want to know right now, dude, that's, that's my jam.
1: Um, if you go to the... Uh, Regal's website. It'll show you all the upcoming movies. There's a grip of them. Friday the Thirteenth: The Final Chapter is coming back to theaters.
2: Oh, dude! If they do Jason uh, X, I want to see that shit in theaters because that's a sci-fi the one. Wide. I want to
1: see back in theaters is Freddy versus Jason. Oh, that would! Be I great. remember seeing yeah. that opening night. Oh my god! It's such a great fucking movie going experience. <laughs>
2: I would, dude, I would totally have a part time job working at fucking Regal. Just be like on the weekends or something. Um, okay. Oh, saw X. Oh, so that's what you were talking about with that mask. Um, the, yeah. The creator, huh? I kind of want to see that. Um, okay. Coming soon. Taylor Swift, Monday mystery movie.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that is.
2: The Exorcist Believer. Me. Shelters. <laughs> Shelter in solitude. She came to me, which looks like it's got a little tiny homeboy in it. That's tight. She
0: came on me
2: in my mouth. Uh, the Royal Hotel. When evil lurks in Spanish. Okay, I'm down. Um, strange way of life and added bonus human voice. I don't. Okay, I
1: have no clue what the. Hell that We're gonna is. pretend
2: I didn't just read that. Uh, what rhymes <laughs> with reason? Divinity. Uh, Bhagavant Kasari, Oh, that's one of them too that the dude was saying that they were having a conversation about. A uh, Leo. I don't know. Okay. Killers of the Flower Moon, The Nightmare Before Christmas, 30th Anniversary. Okay. Malibu Horror Story. <laughs> Isn't that a good one? I have not seen it. Alan. And the, see, none of these five nights... Okay. These are still new ones. Where's the fucking Limited Engagement... Uh, X Files four marriage plan. What I don't know what that is. The Exorcist into the weeds. Oh, maybe we should do my location. The Expendables number four a haunting in yeah. Venice. House of a thousand corpses, 20th anniversary. Yep, that's in eight days. <laughs> <laughs> but who's counting, right? Uh, Hunger Games, re-release.
1: Okay, Terrifier 2 is November 1st.
2: Back to the Future. Okay, October 21st and October 25th for those who live or whoever has a regal near them. Back to the Future. Um. Terrifier 2 re-release, November 1st and 2nd. A Journey to Bethlehem, huh?
1: Maybe it wasn't Regal. Let me check Majestic. I'm going to check fucking the internet. What's it called again? I forgot. Night of the Demons. Demon Knight. That's that's right. Is it with a K? Yes. Okay. I think it was Majestic.
2: That sounds like something they would do.
1: Coming soon. Curated cinema. That's what it is. Curated cinema. 10p. So October 6th, you have Hocus Pocus. October 8th is Demon Night. October 8th? Okay, October I'm putting 8th. that shit in my calendar right the fuck now. October 17th, oh, Sleepy s- Hollow. Same day as... um. Oh, never mind. October 24th, you got Halloween 3. October 25th, Halloween. Oh, uh, Halloween 3... Yeah. Um Rocky Horror Picture Show. Monster Squad. Fuck yeah. Wow. And reality bites. That's a vampire one, isn't it?
0: No. No. It was a
1: Ben Stiller Ethan. uh, I think it's got Ethan Hawks in it, Winona Ryder. It was like a rom-com drama from the early nineties.
2: Um, okay. (laughs) So that was like a strange uh, side tangent. Okay, (laughs) so back to uh Night of the Demons two. Um the the boyfriend that was all renegade-y and shit, Mm -hmm. he was trying to be a legitimate straight replica of what was the character stooge, that's it. Yeah. He had the hat. And I mean, he even, you tried to, he had the same mannerisms, he even sounded like he had the same voice. Kind of. He could have been like his little brother that grew up and just decided to play him. Yeah. He, they did, he was tall and stupid <laughs> and down for whatever. And then, yeah, then they were like a thruple. Like she was getting down with him and then she was getting down with yeah. the other guy that
1: showed up. The curly haired fuck. Yeah. That's, yeah. I never really understood that. How, like Yeah.
2: He looked That's like a story he was. Day. He looked like he was Doyle from Little Rascals. <laughs> I think that was his name, right? He was the. <laughs> he was a little curly-haired fucker, because <laughs> it was like blimey <laughs> Doyle and blimey, I think, or something. I
1: have no clue. Really? Uh, what I liked about this is. Had the same vibes as the original 100%. But it definitely, this one dove into the fucking 90s. It definitely felt like a 90s flick, where the first one, hardcore fucking 80s flick. You can definitely feel the different decades between these two movies.
2: Watching this movie made me want to go on my free time on my day off and Google 80s horror films and watch maybe, you know, five of them. That's already 10 hours you know, roughly. Uh, So maybe I watch like two or three of them and then go and search for nineties horror films and just see the difference. And if, cause this had an eighties vibe though, to it, right? Oh, definitely. Um, this felt very eighties in the nineties era. You know what I mean? Touche. Yeah. It it had a good feel, a good kind of callback to the, to the eighties-ness. Um, the gear, the hair, You know, the kind of butt rock vibe. So it was like late 80s, early 90s. They just bled it in. Um, Because they don't really
1: say what the setting is. True. Now, with a movie called Night of the Demons, do you wish there would have been more demons, like more of the demons in this movie? Or do you think they handled it well?
2: So I guess you're right. Because technically there was only two real demons. Like that had demon makeup. Right, and then everybody else just kind of had eyes and teeth, yeah, um um, and so well, they had more than eyes and teeth,
1: but
2: <laughs> that were makeup, yeah, um uh, uh how do I feel about that? That explains the one point two million dollar budget. I think I might have overestimated obviously I did, but I mean not taking that really into consideration the budget fair or, I mean the I will give it that angelic tight, I mean, she, they, cause again, I don't have very many demon references. Fair. So this one, I didn't mind it. It was just like, it was ridiculous and over the top and it was campy. Um, and it was terrifying in its own way. Well, the, except the the demon head in the toilet, that was a demon person. And then wasn't there another demon head or was it the same one? There was a few demon heads. Okay. and <laughs> just kind of randomly haunted. Yeah. Oh, like, like, or the, I told you to get out of here. Uh, although that was the same demon head in the toilet. Mm.
0: Mm. Um,
1: my w- It's grown on me over the years. The one thing that always bugged me was Angela becoming the serpent at the very end of the flick. Okay. <laughs> Did that bug you at all? To be honest
2: with you, I went like... I said in my brain, I go, oh, (laughs) they went this way with it. Like that's, that's what I had in my head. And I was like, okay, serpents, serpents are evil. Uh, Serpents have been, they're synonymous with the devil. And if these are demons, you know, them going with the serpent person is like an extreme, you know, version of like a demon that would be scary or terrifying. I mean, they did a decent job on the way it looked. Was it necessary? I don't know, but maybe they were just. Maybe that's where a chunk of their budget went. Was like, I got this, I got this yeah. idea to do this evil snake demon thing. It, because the head looks tight, it reminded me of uh, from dusk till dawn.
1: I can see that
0: the yeah. the vampires. Yep. That's what that, that snake
2: looked like uh, with the red eyes and everything. Yeah, it's almost. I can see that verbatim for, it, but. Um, I I actually didn't get to hear your input on what you thought about her being the sister.
1: I'm okay with the retconning of it. Mm-hmm. You you kind of fucking have to. Um I just wish that it wasn't so fucking retcon like in the first movie if there had been even a mention of a sibling.
2: Well, that was my next thing is they don't ever not say she doesn't have a si you know, that she has a True. sister.
1: But <clears throat> Where I think the introduction of the character of Mouse works with that this particular movie. It's a nice juxtaposition to the the main blonde chick in the first movie. Now, granted, in the first movie, she was definitely a lot more loosey goosey. She would have given up the pussy in a fucking heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Where mouse in this one is strictly as plain Jane as you can get, you Ex- can fucking get.
2: <laughs> yeah, extremely conservative. Yeah, um, super vanilla, if you will. I mean, again, she one of one of her her main outfit was a fucking clown onesie. Like, and I, 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 that I
1: like that because that's a nod to John Carpenter's Halloween, where Michael Myers the innocent little child who kills his fucking sister is dressed up in the exact same fucking outfit.
2: Uh, when he murders his sister. Yeah. Oh, that's tight. I didn't know that dude. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's okay. okay. I tip my hat. Well, well, by doing that, did it then leave it open for another one?
1: Well, it did. It did create a third movie. Uh, yeah. there's was a night of the demon was
0: three.
2: And then the, the remake, the one that I the remake, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I
1: don't
2: know. Honestly, I don't know why, but it kind of reminded me of the ending of Scary Movie. Uh, for some, because it kind of. <laughs> Deputy Doofy. It just kind of, <laughs> it shot up and like the, it pans out. You know what I mean? It kind of comes up kind of when she's at the very end, um, when the guy who's like, use my strong hand, that guy, he's he just like, uh, he comes out of nowhere and she's there and she's all, no. And he's all, no with her. And it just kind of panned out. I don't know. That's just what Oh, and it kind of sort of reminded me of. In regards to you know whatever the ending of dark and
1: shadow oh, oh um, the dark and the, the dark and the dark and
2: wicked it's kind of one of those yeah. like that end little yeah just, it was a good, was good. How, else how else were they gonna end it right yeah I mean, I mean it worked for, for well you know what you needed it to do just stupid and open
1: fair how do you think? Because there was a lot of years between the original Nine of the Demons and this one. There was quite a few years in between of them. How do you think the connections that they made between the two and not just whole house? Um, Do you think there was some connections that you would have liked to have seen that they did? Well,
2: they did their own version of the dance, except it wasn't all with the strobes and shit.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. Well, there were still uh, strobes. They Just weren't not
2: the main focus.
1: The center. And to be fair, that was,
2: that was super bitching, right? That was.
1: And I will say this I love mm-hmm. the music in this one a hell of a lot more because that was fucking straight up fucking DSI okay. that they're playing
0: during hell that yeah. fucking
2: sequel. I knew it sounded familiar. Um, Yeah, no, the, the soundtrack on this was legit. I enjoy it. And they get, they've held true. With the first one i loved all the music in the first one the first one was a party Mm. right with demons in it and it was just like the 80s just kind of party this one had the same groove of the 80s the vibe of it but it was in the 90s you know it was 90s people and i i it i thought it did a good job i mean honestly the house and then having obviously Lori.
1: It had the same feel inside. And even the exteriors were very goddamn close to what that original house was.
2: But there was too many other surrounding buildings and there was no brick wall.
1: Yeah. That could go with the times though. Back in the early nineties, that's when shit started to get fucking built up. Mm, okay. So there could have been more buildings around whole house.
2: Yeah. We should look for the, the contracting records in the area. <laughs> That's above my pay grade. Pay
1: <laughs> grade. Um, how effective was the atmospheric nature of this movie? As and how did it build upon the tension building in the movie?
2: Well, okay, because it's because it's more of a a, a comedic. Um, one, yeah, we're going to get into that. You don't try to take it seriously, and I think no, that you when you you're trying to add seriousness to it, you that's when you get more tone and mood. So I feel like it was there, but it was way less apparent compared to some of the other films that we've been watching where they they do utilize the environment and the tone and everything way more to add to it. Whereas this one I it it was 90s or right? So mm-hmm. they did jump scares, right? Oh, yeah. Um, there was good gore. A lot of
1: fucking the sound effects scares mm-hmm. where the score is the one that gets going to get you to jump
2: camera angles that you expect something to fucking jump mm-hmm. out or something like that. You know what I mean? So it, it served, I guess what I'm trying to go to or finish with is it was subtle enough that it didn't stack out in my mind to be like, Oh dude, this one fucking scene, it, you know what I mean? what
1: about you? What, what's I, my biggest thing is what made that first film so damn effective mm-hmm. is it all takes place in that house. And that house is all the atmosphere you you need for the, the feeling of the movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This one, you have so many set pieces between the school, between the fucking uh, sacristy, there's so many different fucking set the points dance and all that shit. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. so many different locations in this movie. It takes away a little bit mm-hmm. of that, but it also opens the world up by bringing the demons across the underground stream. Right, they're no longer bound to whole House with like, a titty lipstick. With the titty lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of the titty lipstick, do you think the film balanced the horror elements with the comedic elements in a decent way? And if so, how?
2: Yeah, I think it was balanced again. I mean, that's kind of where I was going with in the last little tangent is yeah. it's not, it's what it's taking seriously is what what i think you call fan service
0: mm-hmm.
2: um it's it is 90s and they ran with what they had with the 90s and again i think they did a good job of giving it the 80s feel um and 80s was obviously not a whole lot of serious i mean to, that i can think of serious horror films i feel like a lot of them are for comedic value you know what i mean just over just the top, a different type cheesy. of comedic um yeah but that's the Campy, Mm -hmm. right? So they they stayed campy, you know what I mean? And that's
1: where uh, I think a good comparison with Night of the Demons and Night of the Demons 2 Mm -hmm. is 80s horror camp comedies were different than 90s. So where I would compare Night of the Demons would be like a sleepaway camp. There is humor in there, but it's very dark humor. It's not slapstick humor. Night of the Demons 2 is more comparable to the early 90s sleepaway camp 2, where, because I know you saw the first sleepaway camp. The second and third one Completely different
0: feeling to it.
1: I'm trying to remember if I've seen the second one. Oh, trust me, you'd know if you did. Unhappy campers. Yeah, I don't know. I'll ha- I part of it. But it's, it's like, like, like two right. drastically different types of comedic levels. Mm. So, like in the originals, yeah, there's comedic value in there. Lania Quigley putting fucking lipstick through her fucking tit. Yeah. Funny.
2: Tits then becoming hands and, you know, fucking the dude's hand up. Well, oh, that's a one. Tit humor, right? So, yeah.
1: And this one's like the head in the toilet. Jeez, what's wrong with that guy? Very in your face, fucking Evil Dead 2 type humor. Very much right in your fucking face. Beetlejuice.
2: Almost felt like like a head or something. I'm just trying to picture something. It was Muppet humor. It was like fucking, (laughs) you know what I mean? It was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Henson. It was Henson humor. Kind of. Yeah. But That's campy.
1: I think that's where the genre was at, at that era, especially with sequels. They weren't going to come out with a brand new movie. And shove that in your face, right? Now, you had to have something already created that had a fan base. Mm-hmm. Then you can do whatever the hell you want with it. And your odd, the the audience is going to be there because chances are, people that saw Night of the Demons, if I had seen it first, I would have been way too fucking young right. to have seen it, right? So by the time Night of the Demons two came out, when I did see it, I would have been a little older, quite a bit more immature. Oh yeah, and I would like I love this the humor in this still cracks me the fuck up. Me too.
2: It's definitely a rewatch. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Now, this
1: I want to get the wording of this question right. The vetting that is the vetting. Let's explore the theme of faith and its role in this film. Did it need to be there? And yes, I realize a Catholic fucking school is the center point of this fucking movie, but did it really need to be shoved down your throat quite literally from start to finish on this one?
2: I think that has a lot to say about either the writer, the director, or both.
1: Right. I believe the fucking writer of this one (laughs) was a Catholic school brat.
2: um, And what, so 90s, was there any other Catholic school type shows that were also depicting the nuns like this? I mean, they've always had that rap, um, but I mean, to be super poking fun and super campy with nuns and how strict they are and then fighting evil essentially. And then being all like a superhero didn't need to be in there. Um, no, but wasn't this around the same time of like toxic Avenger. No, that was eighties. That was oh, a toxic. Awful. Avenger was, was late, late seventies. Uh, um, very first one. Okay. But was there, because we had Power Rangers, right? Ninja Turtles was around, around that time. I'm just thinking they went superhero with it. And then they were battling a monster, like fucking Power Rangers. You know what I mean? Like there's, (laughs) but again, in in that era, there was a lot of that shit going around, right? so they were trying to be like, what was the pop culture of that time? And they threw that shit in there. And I think that's what some of the elements were influenced. And where
1: I'll say that I think the include, like the centerpiece of the Catholic school Mm -hmm. works is even if you weren't catholic at the era that this movie was made parents sending their kids to catholic school was a really big fucking thing even if you weren't fucking catholic they'd pay the money because you were getting air quotes here a better education
2: I don't know, man. I don't know if I quote unquote got a better education while
1: I was there. Oh, I guarantee you we didn't. When I left fucking Christ the King and went to fucking Taylor, I was four years fucking behind. Yeah. That's what happens when they teach you religion an hour every fucking day, as opposed to shit that you're actually using your everyday life. The curriculum, man, when you looked at those, the books, they were very old. Oh fuck! You. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> well, Catholicism is old, so there.
2: Well, no, I mean even just like when Miss, because Miss every single teacher had just a. Well, Miss Adams
1: was older than Jesus Christ.
2: Well, they were homies. I think she's the one that <laughs> fucking stabbed him with the spear of destiny. She was Judas. She, <laughs> dude, uh, pff, you met her, bro. Um, uh,
1: but she wasn't she, Judas. She she was fucking Lucifer. <laughs> well.
2: You know, if you're here, who's running hell, right? Um, Yeah, (laughs) whatever my tangent was about it, I fucking don't know. (laughs) I don't remember now. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's great. (laughs) Um, Okay, so did the religious aspect of it need to be in? um, A part of me says, yeah, just maybe running with the times and, again, pop culture. And if that was a big aspect... It it gave them shit to work with. It gave them more material to work with by going with that religious aspect. It just maybe felt like an easy. It's a here's a great easy setting. We've got a lot of stereotypes to run with. Um, Night of the demons with this Catholic school. That's fucking brilliant, right? I mean, think about me think about the writing room. You know what I mean? When they're creating this shit. Um, oh man, and then. Fucking, it was the 90s. They might have been taking acid and uh, eating a bunch of ecstasy while they were writing this bitch shit. I don't even know.
1: (laughs) Peyote. (laughs) I just thought about it. One thing that I noticed on this particular viewing of the film, which was something that I loved in the first fucking film, is not fucking in it. Angela is not wearing her inverted cross necklace. Hmm, and that was a big point in the first movie when
2: well, her earrings too they get inverted the other one's earrings yeah the necklace
1: and the earrings
2: yeah did uh that's i wonder why they didn't incorporate that maybe they didn't catch it or maybe they did it like you were saying where the one dude who did evil dead is like oh that's a raimi thing and he's like oh i'm not gonna do that because that's a
1: oh that's, a, thing or that's a fair assessment
2: um what do you think that they show way more rooms this time?
1: Whole House seemed to be more of a hotel than a mortuary in this one yeah, there was a lot of fucking
2: rooms. okay, so that wasn't just me No. it felt like there was a I think that kind of adds to there was a lot more to it, a lot more settings to mm. it um obviously a lot more characters. I would have honestly liked to see someone have fucked in the um in a casket though that would have I think brought me joy.
1: Oh, well, we got to see it in the first one.
2: I know, but you know, that's a callback. <laughs> but I mean, I guess they did on the, uh, the medical bed or the medical little table thing. Right. were not they, mm,
1: touche, no. Yeah. Touche. Um, well you got, well, you they, you they fuck in the bed and then <laughs> King Snake tries to get lucky on the fucking school van. And I love that scene. When Angela's hand comes up between the seats oh, um, and he's just fucking stroking his fucking cock. Opens then when they look down, they it just waves at him. <laughs> and then it gives him the finger. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. That, that was evil dead. Right. <laughs>
1: very much so. Mm-hmm. And that's another good fucking example mm-hmm. where the very first evil dead was very fucking serious, but had comedic elements.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you got to the sequel in the later eighties, early nineties, it got more slapstick. Okay. So, I think this movie falls in line with what horror series were of this type were doing at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, if the Halloween franchise ever went this route, I'd be pissed because it doesn't fit with that world. Because there was, yeah, there was some humor in the very first one, but not like this, not like the Evil Dead. So that one deserves to be a straight horror movie across the board. yes this one by all fucking means go slapstick willy-nilly do whatever the fuck you want it fucking works
2: <laughs> but they throw you from the jump you know what you're in for I mean in both in both of them I feel um, they they throw I mean. Obviously, the chick bent over in the you know the grocery store. It's like that's that's lewd already, right? So that's.
1: Do you guys get have sour balls? I <laughs> bet you don't get too many blowjobs then. <laughs> right,
2: I mean, it's just right in the beginning. So you know it's going to be lewd, and then obviously all the nudity in the beginning. You know, it's like okay, it's going to be lewd as well. It's they both set the president's the pre- precedence of like, don't this isn't going to be serious.
1: Oh no!
2: Right, we're going to throw in. And shit. I will
1: say this. This movie's acting remarkably better than the first one. I love the first movie, but the acting is like the dial, the delivery of the dialogue is so like Linnea Quigley. I love you to death. You're a whore fucking icon, but you could not act your way out of a paper bag. If you fucking tried (laughs)
2: Uh, out about Michael Myers mask.
1: (laughs) Right. But like, the quality of actors in this one is a huge leap forward mm-hmm. from the original. Kevin, all Tini those kids movie.
2: have been acting for a minute. I mean, I don't know if I—I I don't know if we, uh, I said this earlier, but I do think that the kids from the first one were just learning how to act, and this one, these kids had already been acting. Like there wasn't a whole lot of. I bet I'd be willing to bet the IMDb of that time. All those kids had been in multiple roles at least. More, like more than one, probably a handful May, of maybe, them. maybe,
1: maybe, yeah,
2: yeah. These kids were a little bit; they had more miles mm. under the hood. Well, no, because Quigley, she's she had done a couple of th- no, that was her first film, wasn't it? Not her first one, but the other girl. This was well,
1: out- Amelia Kincaid. Yeah, Kincaid. Angela.
2: Angela. That was her first film. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did just as good as the other chick who had been at, done some other thing because she was older, mm. right?
1: I think in the first movie, Lania Quigley, who played the pink tutu girl. Right. She was the oldest. Correct. And had been working the longest when they shot that movie.
2: And other shitty horror films, right?
1: Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Shopping Mall. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
2: I love Shopping Mall. If you guys haven't seen Shopping Mall, go see Shopping Mall.
1: And just a heads up, the title of the movie is highly deceiving.
2: Yeah. It's not what you think it is. It's completely different. there's chopping. You think it's a horror film, but not an actual chopping like butcher guy running around it. that's what I thought it was. And it's totally different,
1: but it's, it's an amazing
0: fucking movie. Yeah. It's
2: if you are like starting to get into the classics and shit like that, and you love things like this and eighties camp, that was, <laughs> that movie was so much fun. I need to rewatch that one. Actually.
1: Oh, quick, <laughs> quick side quest. Mm. They dropped it two days ago. I didn't realize it, but I watched it today before I went to the doctors at work. Okay. The remake of Toxic Avenger. Oh! I watched the trailer.
2: Okay. Um, Okay. So before you tell me about the trailer, do I know who made it or and wrote it? You should. Okay, go on.
1: Lloyd Kaufman.
2: Kaufman. Kaufman no man All right, tell me the films oh no Toxic Avenger okay
1: the yeah. original so that's good Uh Tromeo and Juliet Terra Firmer Poultry Guys Night of the Chicken Dead Trauma Wars fucking ta- um, oh shit uh He was a producer on, he was one of the producers on fucking Rocky.
2: Yeah. I I am, again, I'm a novice, right? That's why you're in that seat and I'm in this one, right? So I'm learning. When you watch this, like,
1: Lloyd Kaufman is a god in independent filmmaking. Okay, that's time. He is 100% truly independent filmmaking his wife was the president of the unork new york film commission shit but his movies were and he still shoot you can tell by watching this damn trailer for this movie it's still shot on fucking 35 millimeter short ends it's not done digital this is shot on fucking film how do you feel about that I, Pink. Fuck yes. I <laughs> figured. <laughs> yes, yeah, that sounds tight. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like keep it true, homie. Like his movies, like this is tipping my hand huge with fucking trauma films. They're not gonna be for everybody. You either love them or mm-hmm. you hate them. There is mm-hmm. no middle gray area. Because they are disgusting. I'm talking like vulgar like in Poultry Guys Night of the Chicken Dead. The opening scene is a couple starting to have sex in a cemetery. Okay. I'm listening. And
2: we've all been there. They're
1: like they're being stalked. You get a POV shot of somebody walking up on them. She notices the guy. She goes,
0: Oh my God, oh my
1: God. Look what's in his hand. And His hand's up in the air. He's got a huge fucking machete. Oh, it's okay. It's just a machete. He's like, no. The other hand. And it pans down and he's just fucking jacking off. Oh, my (laughs) God.
2: That's wonderful. Okay. All right.
1: That's the kind of humor that fucking Lloyd Kaufman has in his movies. Well, here. Have I played you the music video? The music video?
2: We could play a trailer of... uh, Oh, let's play the trailer of the new Toxic Adventure. Fuck it, let's do Sight Tangent. No, you don't want to do that?
1: It's it's not really good for audio. Oh, okay, that's fair. I'll show you this. And this will give you a... I I could have sworn I've shown this to you, though. 45 minutes later.
2: Uh, Dead air is bad. Dead air is oh, bad. Is bad.
1: Oh, let's Here we go. What a tooth. Here we go. Road baby answers. Here go.
0: You're sitting at home and your stomach is bubbling. No food in the fridge and your hunger is growing. You hop in your car and entry.
1: very lowbrow humor. Wow. But it's fucking amazing. No, that looked
2: great. I mean, yeah, and if there's going to be another Toxic Avenger that's going to be like that, yes. Um then yeah, I'm sold. Did oh, you yeah.
1: did you ever see the original Toxic Avenger?
2: I did. I rewatched it the other day and then I started the second one, um where he's like working and he's like a normal dude and shit. Um but <sighs> I think it was in the background. You know what I mean? where I might've been typing something. That's, or, That's You know, I I really need to,
0: I but, suck
1: at paying attention. A little extra tangent on fucking Lloyd Goffman.
2: Please
1: do. It, it's more, drop drop <laughs> that knowledge, Ryan. Drop it. He gives every single person that can ever, like, Want to be in the film industry, he will give you a shot. I did three months with trauma, and you don't get paid a goddamn penny.
2: Right. You're not there to get paid. But they
1: gave you a place to sleep in the fucking studio. That's tight. And you could be a fucking production assistant on a movie, which is the gopher. Okay. Go pick this up. Go pick up the food. Drop that off. But if one person fucks up on that movie, you could be script supervisor by the end of the fucking day. Well, so that leaves you up for an opportunity. Yes. There's three rules at trauma. Okay. Safety to people. Safety to humans safety to property okay. and make a good film yeah that's their only three rules make sure everybody's safe make sure the property's safe and have fun and make it granted some people are going to say that they're not a good flick
2: I was going to say they feel like they <laughs> fail the third one kind of <laughs> often but you know, they, they gave it. The, who the
1: fuck? I can't say anything,
2: right? I've never made a goddamn movie. Well, I've made skate videos. You know what I mean? I've made Stop Go animation videos with but Legos. When, I'm not on the big screen, but I just put that shit on YouTube and I'm published.
1: A good movie is no, subjective. I can't say shit. A good movie is subjective. It's well, what it's somebody likes.
2: It was good to him. That's why he made it.
1: Like the... F- like
2: <laughs> Maybe not. My Cash first grabbers. time
1: in front of fucking Lloyd... He introduces me t- to very, very hot young females.
2: Oh, my God. Okay.
1: And this is the question he asked me. Have you met chlamydia and diphtheria? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they'll be around and they want to get to know you.
2: <laughs> i be like, good thing I got my shots.
1: But that that's the kind of environment that the trauma world, it's mm-hmm. very fucking. Informal. <laughs> I was going to say immature. Oh, okay, Lloyd Kaufman's a fucking 70-year-old dirty-ass bastard. Is he related
2: <laughs> to Andy Kaufman?
1: No. No. But they They probably would have seen eye to eye on their humor stylings. Brown eye to brown eye? Pretty much. All
0: right.
2: <laughs> or a bloody brown eye. And we uh, Or a zombie brown eye?
1: I'm not going to... Yeah. Sometime next year, we'll do a run of fucking trauma flicks. <laughs> Definitely have to get fucking Roxy and be on those ones, because I just want to hear Roxy go, Oh, my God. <laughs> She's not going to watch... Oh, they're fucking... she get a kick out of them. They're fucking hilarious.
2: Didn't she watch Tokyo with us?
1: Tokyo Gore, please. Two okay. completely different monsters.
2: Mm, okay. This is
1: more like Dead Alive. Send her... Did she watch Dead Alive with us? Yeah, um,
2: that was a good conversation, by the way. Dead Alive was a fun episode. Um, yeah, I'll send, sh- show her the. Um, I'll show her
1: some sh- clips. Sh-
0: yeah, show her the
2: the trailer, or even just that video you showed me, um, or no tra- trailers or something. See what she says. I don't know. Uh, I sometimes i i don't i don't always know where she's at. She kind of jumps around because for a that's minute there, right. she hated horror that's films, right. and that's where I was at with her. And she's like,
1: no. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that next year. We got a, a run of fucking films to get through before we even think about adding anything else in. Mm. Uh, which kind of slowly wrapping this up, which Night of the Demons do you prefer between. The first one in this one.
2: I think be, I, I, think because I'm a 90s kid, I like this one. I didn't mind the the, the other one that I've seen, but I I, I liked this one. Mm, hang on. Let me really think about this because I'm trying to... Because mm, the first one was so much fun and it was, you know, just... It was 80s, dude. You know what I mean? That's oh, what's yeah. hard. You know what yeah. I mean? Because... 80s was tight like i loved that movie so much um i don't know if i love this one as much uh as because hmm. i think even in the beginning of the last one i was like fuck yes dude i love this goddamn movie well just the like but that was the, one of the first ones i was exposed what would to have
1: benefited this movie is having an animated opening title sequence like that first one had that opening like creep show style fucking title sequence that that first movie had Mm -hmm. was so goddamn good. Yeah. I love that animation style. Very dark, very gritty. The, the song that they used during that opening sequence hit the nail on the fucking head, Mm -hmm. but I kind of agree with you. I let the cat out. This was the first one I saw. I've seen this movie way more times than I ever saw the original. Okay. Way more fucking times. Yeah. I go back and rewatch this a lot more religiously.
2: Yeah. And I, I, I think that's where I was. What, you know what I mean? I was kind of trying to second guess myself a little bit, but like my, my knee jerk is just like, this is, this is more up my alley.
1: Well, especially because like, I relate more l- to this one last year when we did night of the demons, we viewed a rip of a 4k Blu-ray of it. And yeah, it looked fucking great. What we saw last year is not how I remember seeing the movie. Mm. It did not look that fucking good. It was, you had a lot of ghosting. It was washed out VHS deterioration, which I like. Mm -hmm. I film grows old, it should fucking age. Yeah. Um, this movie still looks the same as the very first time I saw it at 4.30 in the morning on a Saturday on fucking HBO or Showtime, whatever fucking channel it was. It still looks the damn same. So, and that just comes from the year's separation from when they were made. Mm Mm-hmm. This was shot on 35 millimeter. The first movie was shot on 16 millimeter.
2: Do you think like our dads would like the first one better and not like the second one as much as we do? Oh, My dad would hate both these movies. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> my, da-
0: my dad, would probably hate my both dad never ter-
1: Like he only went to horror movies and theaters. Cause we had an agreement that once a month, you got Ryan to gets to pick a movie. As long as once a month I go with whatever the hell everybody else in the family wants to right. go. So once see.
2: a month, everybody gets nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan gets to laugh. And then everybody gets to see something
1: wholesome the other times. Pretty much. Well, sometimes not so wholesome. Striptease. My mom almost made us go see the movie Priest. I don't
2: think I saw that one. But, I mean, just by the title alone, with our personal experience, I can imagine.
1: It was a very controversial movie for the early 90s. Mm. It was about a gay priest and, yeah. It was a very controversial movie when it was released.
2: Which is crazy because it's not that uncommon. I mean, personally, between the two of us, we've m- met gay Priest. Sorry, Father Chris. <clears throat> yeah, that uh, was a death, that you, you knew I'm right not, away. I'm
1: not bashing his ass. Yeah, um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was usually the other way around. But I mean, Ryan, you know what? Go for Pum you, bro. Not
1: intended. Yeah, um, no,
2: you got an upgrade.
1: But like, I didn't give a fuck if he was gay, straight.
2: Yeah, I didn't care. Crooked, whatever. I didn't know what it was at that age. That man... You just knew something was off. No,
1: that man, he could drop some cinematic knowledge on your ass. That dude knew films. Yeah. I love talking movies with that dude. And he was the only Catholic priest that would actually sit down and talk stigmata with me. Because the Catholic Church banned that movie. And he he came up to me on a Sunday... Have you seen the stigmata yet? Uh Like, kinda surprised you're asking me. I'm like, yeah, I saw it. He's like, What'd you think? "Hmm? It was a pretty good flick. He's like, We'll have to have a conversation about it. Next week we'll sit down after mass. I'm like, okay. And he loved the fucking movie. He's, Tight.
2: A, he, He's open-minded, dude, especially about films. And, dude, think about it. Just because you dedicate your life to, you know, the Catholic God or Christian God or whatever, and you, like, can't fuck anybody or whatever and all that, you, you lose so much. He's still a normal dude, right? He, I, I, yeah. I haven't I, I heard him cuss. You know, I've seen him just working on their cars in, in normal gear, not wearing their fucking... I remember at
1: the fucking Christ the King carnivals, him just standing there with a fucking... Dixie cup of beer by the fucking beer beer, uh, beer wagon,
2: yeah i I lived a ac- I lived across the street from St. Anne's Catholic Church for a good chunk of my life. and the priests lived like around the like literally just three houses down, and then yeah. he was across the street. and he would just be out there doing Mona's yard and just <laughs> we'd go over there and talk with them and shit. He was super tight. like yes. they're just normal dudes, right? but this their job, is to go, you know, tell people about God, you know, mm-hmm. and Jesus and all that jazz. Oh, yes. And the nuns lived across the street in the little nunnery, the little crack shacks. Because I lived <laughs> in those crack shacks for a little bit too. And they were cool. They just like run, ran about <laughs> in their full nun gear. It was tight. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I do not miss the nuns and their rulers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Okay. Like these ones. What would you rank this movie? Here's a question for you. Did you go back and re-listen to the first to see what you ranked the first movie? <laughs> mm-hmm, Cuz I think I
2: gave the first one a 10. Honestly, I think I did. I think you did too. Yeah, and am I am I going to get But see my my personal scale now that I'm seeing more movies, my personal scale's changed. That's um, That's fair because I think I gave Under the Skin like an 8 or a 9 and that movie was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um so um but again that's that's because that's in a whole different realm, right? That's a higher class. Film. A, yeah. You know what I mean? This
1: is, this is nine of the you demons to compare two. Night no. of the demons to and under the skin. Right. So That'd if I'm going like to compare comparing night of the living dead with gone with the wind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, oh, that would be wonderful to, to bring those two together. Uh, quite frankly, I don't give a damn gone with
1: the living dead. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Frank, frankly Barbara, I don't give a damn. Right. He,
2: uh I think I'm turning into a zombie. Frankly Barbara, I don't give a ah then he that she eats him um in the wind. <clears throat> but uh I think it's a it's a great 90s camp film. It's a great sequel to Night of the Demons. Um I know that we said this earlier that the Night of the Demons film series is franchise. That's it, franchise. I, mm-hmm. uh, I would imagine um, it hold it holds a greatness to it that you can jump into, and I've only seen three of them so far. But in the three that I've seen, you don't need to know Dick about any of them. You just. Know, I'll, I'll
1: give you a heads up: the third <clears throat> one, it's hot trash. Okay,
2: <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> okay, it's high. Um, so they progressively get betterly worse. Because um, I'm, you know, this modern day technology. When was it made? If this one is ninety three, The third one
1: was ninety-four-95.
2: Oh, so shortly after this one. Yeah. So they jumped right back on. They
1: literally fucking shut shot that third one out. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's when you destroy it. Yeah. If you don't give it time to like, you know, um like bro, you know, broil in our minds mm-hmm. and just simmer. Um so again, like I said, it's great in those aspects, but from If I'm, if I'm getting, because that's what sucks is now I think that I'm kind of getting more of that eye in a way, even though I could, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a five, I would say, you know what I mean? I think that's, that's fair for just a good, solid, shitty, campy film that you can watch over and over again. And, you know, it's not, it's filmed like a 90s television show, you know, the, the, the music was fine. The art was fine. Special effects were fine. You know, it was
1: the acting was above par. Yeah.
2: Um, and so it's just, it's like a, it's a C, right? It's a solid C, even though 50 is obviously not a C. That's more of a it's like a D. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a fuck. See, I, I, w- I didn't go to school for the education. <laughs> I went for the experience. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's not a sh- it it's not great, but it's not bad. Right. You know what I mean? No. It's I think. If, yeah. It's a five or six. I don't know. That's all right. Doesn't suck, but it's not. No, I have
1: good. to. I have to give this two separate ratings.
2: That's kind of where I was going, and I just it has to have two separate ratings. That's why I was trying to say, like, as a nineties, you know, as like uh, outright
1: movie, I give it a six. Okay, you're either gonna like it or you're gonna fucking. Like there's, I don't think there's much middle ground with this. Fuck. Yeah especially it's already going to fucking rub people the wrong way with the religious side of the fucking movie. Get over it. Um, But as a fan of the franchise.
2: Yeah. See, that's kind of what I'm thinking.
1: Being like the first one that I saw,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I give it a nine. Right. This is one. You don't have to watch it a thousand fucking times. But once a year, put this in your Halloween rotation. It fits perfectly in there, right? And it with the first movie, great fucking double feature. Watch them back to back.
2: I 100 percent agree with that. Watch them immediately back to back. With the ranking system too, I agree with that. If you know, put it in the two different realms because yeah. I, I do like the Night of the Demons. I, I do really like this movie, but overall, you know, See, we're that, that's the hard part about
1: like ranking movies. And mm-hmm. like when we're talking like a Serbian film, <laughs> night of the demons, well, what the fuck else did I give it ten? Well, because a 10 would be like the best fear and one. loathing in Las Vegas. I'm like, we're leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> we're comparing like apples to oranges. But I'm
2: even <laughs> talking about now in my own personal journey, right? Oh, so yeah. I, throughout this podcast, obviously my, my, Uh, exposure to films has ramped up considerably right
1: I was making a comment to Roxy yesterday since we've been doing the podcast I love listening to you guys talk about film because before you are like oh yeah I love this movie just would rant about how much you loved a movie now when you guys talk about movies I'm hearing you pick them apart I'm like yes (laughs) yes <laughs> i have ruined film watching for them <laughs> they, they are dissecting the movie when they're watching it they're not actually ingesting the movie <laughs> you
2: know well and i think that comes with maybe the add you know and like the, maybe some of the autism too because you overanalyze i overanalyze everything it it, and and there's when,
1: nothing wrong with it with it
2: slows my day down sometimes dude <laughs> Cause I think about shit too much. And when I'm watching a movie, I'm not watching it to, you know, I'm I'm going to get the most out of it, but I'm really just, I'm staring. I don't, I spend most of my time not paying attention to the main character. I'm paying attention to shit's going on in the background. I'm listening to the music, right? I'm like, okay, what's going to happen next? You know what I mean? It's, it's not so much as like, oh no, bitch, don't go. I mean, you know, it is obviously that cause we say it when we're watching the movies, but it's, it's not so much. Oh, okay. yeah. I miss story. I think because of it too. I think oh, or maybe I, sometimes the shit we watch just has no fucking story. So there's nothing. Or when to follow. you watch
1: watch movies the way I watch them. Mm-hmm. Be watching a scene and I can spot continuity errors. Okay. I'm like, "Well, that milk carton was down in the last last scene and now it's back up." Right. That's where i go
2: (laughs) camera shadows i love finding camera shadows or reflections oh i love
1: straight up fucking reflections
2: (laughs) especially in cars that's the easiest one you're going to see it or if they film a scene in front of a building look in the look in the glass behind the car that drives away and you know and then the scene ends or whatever you'll see the fucking camera crew like wait till we get to
1: the end of this month and we discuss 1981's halloween too
2: Um, Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I love that movie. I enjoyed that one as much. I mean, I love it. There are two
1: really huge mistakes within the first four minutes of that movie.
2: What is it? Um, Don't tell me. It's not Remus. I'm close. Dr. Loomis? Loomis. Ah, Dr. Loomis. I enjoy Dr. Loomis.
1: Oh, one of the best characters but the fucking film.
2: He goes crazy in this one. I'm into it.
1: what is it you guys do fire a warning shot right yeah fires a 357 magnum in a closed fucking vehicle they'd all be fucking deaf
2: is this the one where the the nurse and the doctor get it on in that hot tub or is that (laughs) okay all right or is that the third one no that is the second one it's
1: this one that's the second one it's cold out there it can get cold in here (laughs) Gotcha.
2: She's all playing coy and shit. That dude totally played her, yeah. And then they don't, yeah. I I am so pumped to do that when I forgot, and I'm happy I've seen it before because now I'll probably you know catch a bunch of shit I didn't catch the first time. Oh yeah, so I'm pumped about that. Um, watch now it.
1: is Night so. of the Demons 2 something yet that you would put into a Halloween rotation?
2: Yeah my my family's gonna see me seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy this. I yeah. I honestly. I love what you said. Like, this is the perfect back to back feature. Like if you're one of those couples that's super into like, you know, this kind of shit, this is a perfect date night, just back to back double feature, you know, order some fucking pizza, maybe fucking between one of them and just hang out and have a good time Mm -hmm. and just enjoy just shitty eighties and then nineties mocking eighties or imitating in a way there was a feel to it, you know, just have fun, you know, uh, but if this isn't your jam, you don't fucking watch it. No, this isn't. Yeah, you're like, not you are not going to enjoy this at all. Like, but
1: this is definitely in that vein of that '80s, '90s, '90s era. Mm-hmm. That, like I said, you're gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. Yeah. There's gonna I be content that will be somewhat controversial to a point. Some stuff that's just so out of left fucking field that you'd be like, "Why the hell is that in there?" Well, because we could. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's kind of how the snake is that what you're referring to? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Um. But I, I've absolutely fucking, and I do think Amelia Kincaid as Angela drastically improved. Like I said earlier, drastically improved her acting. Oh yeah. And this one from the first percent. one.
2: Yeah, she was super into it.
1: Yeah. Um. She was great. They the I still can't believe Ben Stiller's wife is in this fucking movie. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Night of the demons, dodgeball. Okay. <laughs> hey t- Marsha Brady. Come on. <laughs>
2: Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Um. Told you never to summon demons in the house. Would you?
1: <laughs> I already kind of told you what it was. Are you looking forward to maybe next year checking out the third one? I'll probably watch it prior. It's not a bad movie. Mm -hmm. It's just not a good movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's,
2: I I couldn't agree more. I think I've written that on my notepad multiple times.
1: Best thing about horror movies Mm -hmm. a bad horror flick is still fun. Mm -hmm. A bad sci fi flick, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah.
2: See, and that's, I feel like sci-fi is kind of the same thing because it still involves monsters, right? Not all sci-fi. Well, okay, not monsters, but things that aren't usually of this world, right? Because science fiction is going to have some kind of extra feel to it that's more Mm -hmm. than just here, you know what I mean? And maybe it's science, maybe it's flatliners, maybe, you know what I mean? It's still... I guess that's more drama. So, sci-fi more drama, but I thought there was a sci-fi feel to it. I, that extra uh, it's paranormal. That jumps into maybe it's horror, horror drama. Yeah. I don't know. I love that movie by the way. I love like, do that one.
0: The
2: cuz <clears throat> sci-fi does it usually sucks. Most sci-fi sucks because it's it's not real.
1: My, Most favorite, films, excre- my favorite expression that can be used to describe so many horror flicks is this movie is so bad, it's amazing.
2: Good from far, far from good.
1: Yes. <laughs> it they're so bad they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Because even like I showed you the trailer for Bloody Bloody Bible Camp. <laughs> it's hot trash. Mm-hmm. There, there's no real fucking plot. Acting's not that fucking great. But I've watched that movie so many goddamn <laughs> times because it's entertaining <laughs> as fuck. <laughs>
2: Okay, I feel yeah. It's entertaining. Yeah, that's how I feel about Starship Troopers when it comes to sci fi.
1: It's an entertaining to me, so I watch it a bunch. You know what I mean? Now, that was one I was so happy. The International Horror and Sci fi Film Festival got to see it on the big screen with Casper Van Dien in the fucking audience. Okay, so that's that next was level. fun. <laughs> yeah, so how do I put this in the fuck you, dude? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, dude, with this writer strike, maybe, dude, if they brought Starship Troopers back to theaters, I would love to see it again. That's how I saw it as a kid or as a younger lad. Um, Starship Troopers was amazing. That's when you get to see aliens just fucking ravage humans. Those things were terrifying. And yeah.
1: they want to practical
2: say, and CGI.
1: You want one to say, fuck you out to me. I gotta see the movie Aliens with Lance Hendrickson, who played Bishop. That's pretty sad. He was too. sitting right behind me and my brother in the fucking theater. How to be like?
2: Uh, can I hold your penis while we watch the movie, please? <laughs> He's like, it does not compute. I'm like,
1: that's fair, bro. That's fair. That's cool. No, but he did uh, did have a beer with me.
2: Oh, that's high at the after party. <laughs> okay. See, so that's the joy of getting, dude. We need, if we got press creds, we could go to all kinds of premieres and shit. It'd be fun as fuck.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'd
1: be super down. Um, like, um, sorry. Brief side tangent again. My buddy Thor, they, it was called the Whore Find Halloween Weekend, Cactus Weekend. Okay. So, like, Horfind always did whore conventions on the East Coast. The one year they did one outside, they did it in fucking over at uh, the Marriott off of Tatum and Desert Ridge. Cool. They came to Phoenix, type.
2: Hence the cactus. So Thor was like,
1: Yeah. I'm free this weekend. you want to go? I'm like, why not? Twist my fucking arm. <laughs> yeah, right. We're outside smoking a cigarette, get tapped on the shoulder. And somebody asked me, Hey, can I bump, can I bump a cigarette from you? I'm like, Oh, th- Cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Is he British? And, yeah. Okay. And my jaw was on the fucking floor. <laughs> And Thor was like, what? I'm like, do you realize who the fuck that was? He's like, no. That was Pinhead. They're the same dude? Doug Bradley asked me for a fucking cigarette. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) He's like, there's no fucking way. I'm like, when we go back in there, his table will be the first I go to and I'll show you. And yeah, I got a picture and... He signed to Ryan C U N L Doug Bradley, so it was fun as fuck.
2: Or he he should have been like, "Yeah, I'll." Or he could have been like, "I'll repay you back that cigarette in hell. (laughs) I'll smoke another one with you in hell, in hell."
1: But what's funny when you talk to that man when he's not in character? Totally fucking different. (laughs) Totally. Like, it's kind of like when you go back and watch the original footage of the actor inside the Darth Vader costume. Oh yeah, doing the voice of fucking Darth Vader, and then you hear James Earl Jones do the voice of fucking Darth Vader. Polar fucking opposites. Wasn't there drama behind that? Because oh, the fucking actor was pissed off when they yeah. redid <laughs> his voice.
2: They, they 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 made the right call. Truth be told, I mean, hands
1: down. <laughs> Did you ever watch that footage?
2: No I, no, no, I don't think I have. <laughs> That's one that I haven't searched for.
1: It's worth... It's fucking hilarious. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> okay, so we gave this our rankings. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I recommend it. We both recommend it. We both love the movie.
1: Yeah, like... Yeah. It, it, it. As I say with a lot of these fucking horror flicks, especially the campy ones... They're not going to be for everybody. I don't give a fuck. If you don't like it, fine. Keep it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Granted, you can call me a hypocrite because I'm on a fucking movie review podcast for when I, so when I don't like a movie, I very openly don't keep it to myself. But. Yeah.
2: I think it's pretty obvious at this time, 40 something episodes in that we will both, we're, we're both not shy about stating our opinions about the films when they do you know suck. And sometimes we get riled up about it. You know, we get emotional. And sometimes we don't this. agree with each other. Yeah, that's that's not too uncommon either. What would you group this movie in with? Like if someone was, Maybe not into these kind of films, but they were going to try to maybe work their way into getting into something like this, not as extreme as Evil Dead, or maybe because Army of Darkness is campy.
1: I would say, like, lump this in, like Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Sleepaway Camp Two. This is a good way to start because, like, the first ones are a lot darker. Mm-hmm. These are more fun, so this is a lighter way of dipping your toes into the world of 80s camp whore. Okay. What, They're not as serious. They're not as scary. There's nothing in this movie that's scary. Right. There is terrifying fucking imagery in the original. There what, is legit terrifying images in that movie. Right, but you compare the...
2: what, what what about like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? They're, that's intentionally trying to be terrifying. and I'd
1: say that's another good intro because there, it's...
2: <clears throat> it's not, it's not there's scary. There's nothing... It's not it fucking It doesn't scary even
1: deserve to have an R rating to it.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were just a bunch of bitches in the past. Yeah. You can't do that. Uh, yeah, I can.
1: Poltergeist is more terrifying than Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that had a PG rating. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by the same man who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
2: Well, I would be utterly pissed off.
1: (laughs) Right? He got away with the fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark face-melting scene in the fucking bathroom in fucking Raider, or in Poltergeist. But you can't see a little bit of blood in an R-rated fucking flick? Give me a break. But... I think these are good ways to like I said, dip your toes, especially with the way this movie starts. You're gonna know if you're gonna be able to handle it within the first five minutes when Angela's with the couple in the fucking house and just starts slat hacking them up and you just see the blood splatter. if you can deal with that, there's really not that like the I think the most graphic. When Rick gets his head cut off, the blood spraying that was a little over the top, or when-
2: There was tons of over when, the top just spring with the blood Mouse for no is, reason. Mouse uh, is
1: dreaming, and Angela rips her jaw off. Oh, that was great. <laughs>
2: yeah, I remember being like, fuck yes. You know, good practical effects. Those are and the probably she, like, most it. extreme
1: shit in this movie. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> Given the crap that we've watched in forty six episodes, doesn't even touch some of the crap we've seen. Yeah. In fairness. Yeah, this is this is fun.
2: This fun is the best way to put this. Like you you can't watch this and not have a good time and crack and I'm okay. Maybe obviously you can, right? But if you give this a chance, it'll it'll warm its way into your little demon heart. Like it'll
1: Okay, it'll, let me put this in um it's fucking
2: fun. It's In just comparison funny. It's just
1: to stupid, it's like, just stupid and fun. You asked the question about our fathers. Would this be something? No, this is not something my father would watch. But how I can compare it to something my dad would watch mm-hmm. and did on a fairly regular fucking basis with my <laughs> when my mom was out with her girlfriends and she was. <laughs> He was babysitting us and just letting me watch whatever the fuck I wanted. This is no different than sitting down and watching a crappy Steven Seagal or Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. When you sit down and watch those 80s fucking action Mm -hmm. flicks, are you expecting fucking a cinema masterpiece? Fuck
2: no. right? (laughs) Not at all. That wasn't a real thing.
1: They were fun, Mm -hmm. campy. Over the top, in your face. Yeah,
2: big hair, big asses, big tits.
1: One-liners. Mm-hmm.
2: Big action. Just
1: fucking campy fun. Yes. That's what these are for the, horror, the horror community. Genre, yes,
2: <laughs> I a thousand percent second that. And I think that's why I love them because, like, I saw Cobra the other day. Remember? I that? love yes. that
1: fucking movie. Cobra
2: is fucking amazing and fun. You know, it's, so, okay.
1: And, and you think, gotta see fucking Bridget Nelson before fucking Flava Flav got a hold of her. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, this this is this is this is your existence on a flavor fave. This is your existence not on flavor fave. Any questions?
1: <laughs> one is with crack, one is without. <laughs> yeah. What did that clock do to you? But I I, I do I think that's a fair fucking comparison. Yeah, and a hundred percent.
2: And comedies got it too. You know, oh, it, just eighties yeah. in general when it came to film, I they would were say just for having comedies, a blast.
1: This would be like your Porkies. Hmm. A little more edgy, raunchy would have led us into the American Pie generation. Animal of House with
2: demons—that's what it was. Animal House there with you demons. Go. Yeah. Yep. Super. Yes, it's it is a good time, and give it a try. You should watch it with your friends.
1: Oh yeah, this is definitely one like you have a like if you're having a Halloween party, mm-hmm. put the first one on, put this one on. I guarantee you, maybe not everyone's going to stop, sit, and just stare at the fucking TV, but people will fucking pay attention to it.
2: I'd like to think that most people today are well, are like open minded enough and have been exposed to this kind of shit that it wouldn't be like this is tame, I think, for today's. There was no fisting, no one ate ass, right? Everybody, for the most part, was pretty like, you know, just chill and just calm. And there was no. Fucking selfies or it was it's great. It's just have a good time and watch it. Yeah. Oh, I, like um, what's that new Santa one that just came out? Deadly Night na- or um, Christmas Bloody Christmas. Cri- yeah. Oh no, you're talking to Violent Night. Violent Night was I was thinking. Right. It's that one's kind of campy and shit. It's about Santa.
1: So we are going to be covering that one this December, folks. Oh, we didn't, did we? No. We did Christmas Bloody Christmas last year.
2: No, we did do Violent Night, bro. No.
1: We didn't. what's the one with Hol- cult? we did Krampus Santa's sleigh Santa's
2: sleigh is what I'm thinking yeah that's one with Goldberg right yep mm-hmm. but in that realm you know it just can't be yeah.
1: fun campy now that I mentioned I want to go back and watch Christmas bloody Christmas again I, and I love listening to that podcast because you and I are just having a blast talking about that movie. it is a good fucking <laughs> <bucket laughs>
0: time <laughs>
2: um but yeah, um, thank you all for listening. Um, go us out on Movie Pit Podcast on Instagram, uh, movie pit podcast at gmail.com. You know, yes, I say it every week and I mean it every single time. You know, you spend a lot of time on your cell phone or talking with people and shit or whatever. You know, reading's cool, read, expand your knowledge. But you know expand your movie knowledge too. These things were made. They're fun. They're goofy. Some are serious. Some will teach you stuff. Some will make you feel feeling. Some will make you laugh. Some will make you question some of your beliefs and bend your mind. And that's why they're fun. You know, scope, scope out some movies, something that tickles your fancy and something that might not share them with those around you. I do not give a fuck, but go watch some movies and we will catch y'all next
1: time. Yeah. Thank you everybody for fucking tuning in. Um, again, like Seth said, Instagram, Gmail, reach out, (laughs) ask us anything you fucking want. We might not answer it, but if you ask us, eh. (laughs) yeah. if you don't ask, you won't know. Um, Share. If you have friends that are enjoy movies, share the podcast. The more like, Sharing is caring, And we're like folks. on
2: iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify, yep, Spotify. We're on Podbean. The only
1: one I know for Samsung. a fact that we're currently not on is iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Because they require so many fucking verif- different forms of verification. And that's just too many fucking... There's an API key through. you have to
2: get for it. And it's a, yeah. it's, I've fucked with it before. It's a nightmare. Yeah.
1: Um, but any other platform, absolutely, you can find us at... Um, Next week, we are going to be talking about Trick or Treat, which I'm actually looking forward to talking about because the last time we discussed a movie that this writer and director did was last Christmas when we did Krampus.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't mind Krampus. I watched it actually when we were in Kentucky.
1: So this was his debut In the horror fucking genre, and that's what gave him Krampus. Now, just a heads up, people. This isn't a PG-13 movie like fucking Krampus was. This is a hard-R fucking flick. And it is an anthology style, but as opposed to most anthology movies, this one is 100% done by the same guy from start to finish. It's all shot by him, written by him. It's just done multiple story style.
2: How many other movies are like that, dude? Is there there's not many, right? This is a big deal. Creep
1: show was probably the first one. Okay. That cause Stephen King wrote all the screenplays
2: and George He wrote all so he wrote the book and then the screenplays in addition to that too? Oh
1: yeah. Type. And you know who directed those original creep shows, right? Uh Spielberg. George Romero, Night of is... the Living Dead. <laughs>
2: Tasty, I didn't <laughs> know that. Yeah. See again, I'm a super novice, bro. But <laughs> oh, this is this is cool. Trust me, we'll get to creep show eventually.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've enjoyed. Um, I've enjoyed them. So definitely tune in next week when we talk about that. And again, I cannot thank all the listeners out there for the downloads. It amazes me every time I look at it, even if it's only a few downloads a week to a couple hundred downloads a fucking week. It always amazes the hell to me none more so than the month that we were on hiatus yeah <laughs> that still blows my fucking mind <clears throat> you beautiful um, ghouls out there we I l- appreciate you we love you all and as always till next time kiddies
0: thank you for listening to this I'm living from you right here we hope you have enjoyed your time Come back to the Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The Movie Pit is produced by Ryan bruiser and Seth Chapman. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts may not reflect the views of RMJ Media Incorporated. See you next week.